Hello, my friends. Hi, my friends. This is Anya. Hey. And I'm, and I'm Leanne. Hey. And this is the High <laughs> Desert Tarot. Wait, but what do you mean about the memes? Okay, so if you're wondering who we are in relation to the tarot, here's one way of meeting us. There's a meme from one of our favorite shows, Parks and Rec. It's April and Andy when they're planning <laughs> a Halloween party. And April is saying, someone will die. And Andy says, oh, fun. <laughs> and that's us and our different vibes and spins on the tarot um, in approaching this. I love it. Maybe. <laughs> A little bit. How's it going? <laughs> I feel like it's Groundhog Day at this point with the mm. pandemic going. I don't know how everyone else One feels about that. Year in officially. We've reached the yeah. anniversary of the pandemic. And I just am that's just been on my mind and just absolutely ready to move on to bigger and better things but just have to mm. be patient fingers crossed dude fingers crossed 110%. yeah for real so much loss this year and so much the sorrow is still really thick in the air feels like in the collective there's still a lot of suffering going on even though we're starting to a glimmer maybe of what life might look like on the other side we I'm, can all get there I've been doing a lot of um pulling cards for myself oh yeah and you know because like every day shuffle pull a card mm -hmm. and I have mm -hmm. this like you know how you know how I got you one of those like really cutesy tarot card stands on, on my altar right over here yep I'm gonna I'm gonna put the um we'll we'll put the name of the Etsy shop in the show notes, but oh cute. Uh I got one for myself. And good idea. I keep pulling the six of swords, like I was telling you about, which yeah. is hope at last and travel. So like really hoping that you know that comes swiftly for everybody. Ooh. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. My friend Moss has rewritten Amen to Amen. <laughs> I love that. May it be so. So much. I know. <laughs> May it be so. <laughs> That's amazing. I love that. Amen. Let's make that a thing. Yeah. Wow. Well, I think the sorrow is definitely a theme with the card we wanted to focus on today three of swords and it's a really interesting card for us to start with because I know it's one of the cards we've uh, feared the most it's not like a welcome sight in most readings as a indicator of heartbreak and maybe pain and suffering or betrayal even trauma um, possibly abuse and I wanted to share with everyone 
our relationship with this card and how it brought us here, right? I mean, yeah, because it was kind of like what's kicked off the High Desert Tarot deck as a whole and like our project and collaboration. Yeah, and it was so interesting to me because um, maybe two or three months ago now, you sent me an Im- a beautiful image that you made inspired by the Three of Swords. And I didn't know at the time, but it seems like you made that partially as a way of facing your fear of the card. Is that right? 110%. It's literally the one card. Like if you put down the Three of Swords, Death and the Tower, Three of Swords, hands down, like scares the shit out of me 110 percent. uh-huh uh-huh and so you like got it out on paper and like made it into this beautiful thing yeah right? I just like sat I just like sat down and just I okay so here's the thing is I have an iPad that and mm-hmm. that's been sitting on like my bookshelf for probably like two years and I had gotten it and I was like I'm gonna be doing all this art and it's gonna be amazing and then I just put it on a bookshelf and I never like picked it up because Mm-hmm. yeah I like hadn't well I hadn't really ever done digital art before and so I was like I am like intimidated by this basically and so I picked up my iPad and I just like started drawing and I was just like for one re- reason or another I started drawing this image and just like really connecting with it to where it's like this image and for those of you that don't know it's a heart typically it's a heart with three swords going through the heart you know and sometimes the swords can be pretty drippy bloody and you know sometimes there can be like there can be more of like a sacred heart kind of spin on it with some like flowers and stuff on it but generally it's just a heart being pierced with three swords all the way through and so I just started drawing this image and I connected with it I started connecting it with it more on like a different level versus what I, the connection that I had had with it in the past, you know? So it was kind of like a way to move through it a little bit. That's right. And that's such a good strategy. Like, yeah, write it out, draw it out. But this was such a interesting origin for our collaboration here because you sent that image to me, um, one fine day out of the blue kind of and pre any discussion of making a deck and my dear friend Miles who has a beautiful one-year-old son named Baird that same day sent me um the cards that Baird had pulled that day an image a photo of um, Baird's tarot reading um and he had pulled the three of swords that day so I asked you if I could share the image you made and once I sent it to Miles he said oh are you and Leanne making a deck together and it was like he spoke it into being instantly because in that moment we were like I think we are now we're doing it and it was even we were like doing ritual night in my backyard and we were like talking about it and you had shared that with me and you were like I mean should we make and I was like yes 110% let's do this yeah So thank you, Miles and Baird, and like thank you, Three of Swords, for um, help getting us to face our fears and undertake this deeper exploration and study 
of what the tarot means to us and we're having a blast with it. So thanks everyone for supporting. Yeah. Super happy to be here. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know if you feel like um, getting into it, but would you tell us a little more about your journey with the three of swords or like times in the past when it's come up for you? So the three of swords first happened. So typically the three of swords, yeah, it's all about heartbreak. It's all about betrayal, specifically in the ways of, for me that I've experienced it in the ways of like romantic love, but I suppose it could also be, you know, through like familiar, familial relationships, you know, or close relationships that you have with people. Um, so I was um, in a in a long-term relationship with somebody who was extremely abusive and just really, um, just really narcissistic, just like really just not, not good. But you know, you know, when you're in a relationship and you're so in it that you can't really see clearly what is happening, you yeah. know, and it's only like when time passes or if you're outside the situation, you can really see that. So I was in this relationship mm-hmm. for like eight years, did not like was having, I was having like really intense OCD was like, I was like showering three times a day, like having like mm-hmm. real and like crying a lot and just having like all of these like really like OCD thoughts and, um, and just like not really understanding like feeling why. out of control and trying yeah. to regain control. Yeah. Uh-huh. And just felt bad from the inside out. Like literally my insides felt bad, you know, cause I was like, and as, mm-hmm. at the time I was like, I can't understand why I'm having these feelings. And this person kept being like, well, you know, it's because your mom or it's, you know, it's, it was always like some, my relationship with somebody else was like the gaslighting all of my, yeah, exactly. And, um, and like deflecting, you know? Yeah. And, uh, so one day I was like, and I think it was like, after I had like gotten off work at the bookstore, you know, that we worked at and, um, it was Christmas Eve and he left me there for an hour and a half on Christmas Eve in the snow, waiting for him to come pick me up. I know like totally, Ooh. Ooh, yeah. 110%. So Zero stars. Sorry, it had like. it had like gotten to this point to where I was like I like I'm just gonna do some like a really quick reading just to see specifically with my intention about this relationship because it had gotten to a point where it was like surely this is not a normal thing like surely this is like it was getting it was slowly becoming apparent to me so I did this reading Mm -hmm. and I pulled I think it's the seven of swords Mm -hmm. which is like all about secrets and secrecy. And then it was, yeah. the, and then it was a three yeah. of swords and, and then maybe like one other card. And I pulled like a, a three card thing. And I was like, I read it and I was like, Oh, I don't like this, you know, like mm-hmm. heartbreak, mm-hmm. betrayal secrets, you know? And like, I think even in like deception. Kim Cran's right. deception. Yeah. It was like, even in Kim's Cran things, Kim Cran's wild unknown guidebook, for the size for the seven of swords it's like either you're the secret keeper or someone's keeping a secret for you from you and then the three of swords is all about you know heartbreak 
betrayal, that kind of thing. They very much go in hand, like hand in hand. So I was like, well, that's not what I wanted, you know? So let me reshuffle and like redo it. So I reshuffled, (laughs) redid it, pulled the same exact cards. It was nuts. And I was just like, okay, well, I'm just going to put this away and like move about my life for a few months. So a few months passed, break it out again. And I had found this spread where you do one card, which is your issue. And then Mm -hmm. you do three cards lining up on the top and three cards lining up on the bottom, like side by side by side. And basically Mm -hmm. it's the top one is like the top row is one way to handle the situation and one outcome. Okay. And then the bottom row was like a second way to handle the situation and a second outcome. So kind of like a decision-making spread. Okay. Well, the issue that I pulled was the three of swords. So it was like, I kept asking the cards about this relationship that I was in and any way for a different answer, better outcome or yes. And it was like, it would be like, don't worry, things are going to work out. And it was exactly like, like, hoping for like that hope at last card or something, you know, like something different, but always the three of swords. And it was like two or three other times that I did a reading and I would just kept pulling the three of swords. Uh, Well, turned out dude was a total piece of shit and just was like cheating on me and like total, like total, like peak deception. And then of course, Years later, yeah. now, after many Therapy Tuesdays, like unpacking all of that, realizing how much of that relationship was abusive and like not normal yeah. and like how actually he was the root of all of these like internal issues that I was having. It's like, now I can look back at him back on it and be like, oh, I can like see that so clearly. And like, I really hurt for, you know, early 20s. Leanne, mm-hmm. I'm just like, I'm so sorry that you didn't see that. I'm so sorry that you endured that for so long. And you kept pulling the fucking three of swords card and kept just yeah. dismissing it, you know? It's so, so hard I'm, for us not to dismiss our own truth. Mm-hmm. And I feel like dismissing the tarot was like that same impulse, mm-hmm. not wanting to see and of course you didn't want to see it and you don't want that to be true and you don't want that to be the situation, the reality, but thank God you made it through that. And I'm so glad. Thanks. Yeah. Nobody wants that for themselves, but it, it, you know, it's really in line with what you said last episode of like the tarot can really be a way to look at things from a different perspective, but also to set a mirror up to yourself of like, Mm -hmm. Hey, you know, you're obviously not getting what, you know, what you're in right now. So let me yeah. just put a mirror up and just show you what's actually happening because you're not acknowledging it, you know? Yeah. So much love to your younger self, my younger self too, and all all <laughs> of this like invisible sangha of women and people that are, have been through abuse and are still making their way through the trauma and the uh, recovery from that trauma. And we're still in the thick of the three of swords. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Also, um, I mean, for what it's worth to anybody that's listening, you're not crazy. Fuck him. 
Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> You're not, not fucking crazy. crazy. You know? It's not your fault. That's your experience. Yeah. And it's true. And it's valid. You know? Yeah. Thanks for saying that. Um, as you know, I also was in a long-term situation of breaking my own heart repeatedly by trying to love someone that was incapable of loving. Mm -hmm. And that I would also characterize in terms of narcissistic abuse tactics of um, constantly like crazy making behavior. And to use like the term from the artist way, Julia Cameron, she talks about crazy makers. And, you know, this is classic abuse that we, I think, have all seen to some extent in our collective life from you know, gaslighting is this uh, undermining of reality or blaming you or telling you that what you're experiencing is not true. So I think of like our, (laughs) all the scapegoating we've seen with the coronavirus and blaming it on certain demographics of people, then people suffering hate crimes and being told that it wasn't about race. Um, and that it was just a bad day, which... Yeah. Yeah. We saw that with the police in Atlanta following these awful murders of eight people last week, including six Asian American women. Yeah. And then, like, I think of... Um, oh, I'm getting chills thinking about AOC, one of our heroes. And her video, she did this amazing Instagram Live where she told her account of what happened on January 6th and how much gaslighting was going on amongst her peers in Congress. And she was like, these are abusive tactics. I'm not putting up with, this is a paraphrase, but you know, Mm -hmm. she was like, I recognize this because I am a survivor of assault and, and sexual assault and that I'm not putting up with this for myself anymore. And I'm certainly not putting up with it for our, you know, collective life. So, um, you know, this impulse to say like, don't, there's this, um, I feel like I should also disclose that I now like work in this field of working with survivors. And there's one abusive tactic that we talk about called DARVO, which is deny, attack, and reverse victim and offender. So no matter what the abuser does, it's your fault. Right. And yeah, we've all experienced this in some way, I think, and maybe some of us more personally, um, And I feel such strength in like the shift that's happening with like more light being shed on this and more women like reclaiming their power. And I think um, the process for me of recovery from this abuse has been uh, learning to trust myself more and, um, reclaiming my own self-worth or, or claiming it maybe for the first time, like that there's an unconditional worth that we don't deserve to be treated this way. Um, And the, you know, when the three of swords comes up, I'm reminded of like this classic parable from good old, the Buddha, Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) the Buddha. (laughs) I wanted to say it like that. Um, 
you know, he talks about, I mean, I feel like one of the most liberating things from the Buddhist perspective, right, is just that, like, some amount of pain is inevitable. If you get the three of swords, don't blame yourself. Like, suffering is part of life, right? We can't totally control that. We can't eliminate it completely. And some measure of acceptance of that can really help. But then there's this, so he talks about the first arrow that goes in to us is like, is the inevitable level of pain. But the second arrow is the mental suffering uh, that we layer on top of it. And that's the part that we can control. And so I'm reminded of that with Three of Swords, that maybe there's some amount of heartache that we're dealing with um, that we might need to just work on accepting and forgiving, moving through, grieving, et cetera, all, the, all of that. But we don't need to make it worse by blaming ourselves, by abandoning ourselves. Uh, yeah, that mental anguish that we can get caught in. The swords is the realm of air and thoughts. So it's not always necessarily pointing to emotions or relationships or objective reality as much as it is pointing to our mental state. So the way we're thinking about things and um, something else that's been really like liberating for me in this like reclamation uh, trauma resiliency process and not staying caught in that victim place, even if there's real victimization going on, which we're absolutely recognizing that there is and it happens on the freaking daily. Um, is that even if you're 99% not in control of the situation, that you focus 100% of your energy and attention on the 1% that you can control. So in that way, just staying in your power, staying, you know, hashtag serenity prayer. He, me, me. Yeah, he, me, freaking me. You know, and I think that's like beautifully put. And like, thanks. Um. It's also, you know, it takes like, just like anything else, it takes practice. I feel like going into like, it's, we've been trained and it's a habitual thing to just be like, I don't deserve this. I, you know, or, you know, I don't deserve love or I do deserve these, um, the gaslighting and I do deserve like all, it is my fault, you know? And yeah just like with anything else, it takes practice and it's, you know, um, it takes a lot of hard work to, it's something that sounds so easy to be like, yeah, I'm just going to step into my power and just like release, you know, any, um, extra focus or anything like that. Um, but it does take practice and also it retraining, yeah. Retraining your brain. And Mm -hmm. I mean, hashtag therapy Tuesdays, you know, that's like a really great, absolutely for me, that's what's really helped because I don't think that I could sit here with you and like be talking about this. Yeah. Had I not gone through years and years and years of therapy of just like, I'm here. It's long and low painful work, but it's effective. It it really, I just remember the, the first time I was talking to my therapist about this and she was like, what do you have to say to your like 21 year old self? And I was mm. like, um, what, <laughs> you know, she's like, 
like, like if you were, if you met your 21 years, year old self, like on the street, like, what would you say to her? And at first I was like, you're a fucking idiot. Like, what were you thinking? Like, and I was blaming in that moment. I was like, she was like, you're blaming yourself in this moment. You're calling yourself Mm. because you endured these things from somebody else, you know? And so it takes so much practice, whether it be through like spiritual practice, um, you know, some sort of program or through therapy to really be able to look at yourself, look at your younger self, look at your heartbroken self and be like, you're freaking strong and hang in there. Mm. You're going to get through it. And I'm much wiser and much better. And I'm a survivor because of you, you know? That's so beautiful. And I love invoking that like time traveling magic because I really do feel more and more that we can reach back across time into the past and into the future and offer that healing in all directions and wrap your arms around that younger one that like didn't know. One of the most healing things for me was to hear my therapist say, you didn't know. Yeah. (laughs) And like all of those lies and deception that the cards were showing you, of course, you didn't know it was being actively hidden from you. You didn't see it because they didn't want you to see it. Yeah. And I'm really glad you said that because it brings me, it reminds me of another aspect of this card that has been like lighting up for me more recently, if it's okay to take it there. Yeah. Which is like the process of forgiveness and self-forgiveness. And I think self-forgiveness is one of the harder parts of forgiveness. Mm-hmm. Um, I think this is like a aphorism, like a saying, but the idea that forgiveness is setting someone free and then finding out it was you. Um, I felt these days for me, I almost never think about my ex. I forgave him a long time ago when I realized he didn't know any better, but it took me so much longer to forgive myself for allowing myself to be mistreated and to feel really small and bad for all those years. Um, And you know, we're here in the high desert. We're here in unceded Tewa land, Santa Fe, New Mexico, colonized by the Spanish. And so we're kind of steeped in the imagery of, um, of Spanish colonial art, which for me is really beautiful <laughs> and connects me with my Catholic roots in some ways. And so there's an image you often see of that sacred heart, um, you know, Our Lady of Dolores or like Our Lady of Sorrows, right? And she has the heart stabbed with a sword. And sometimes it's, sometimes that image of the heart stabbed with a sword is even a milagro, like an offering or a prayer for a blessing or a miracle. And it can represent that healing from heartbreak, like a prayer for that. Among other things, it might be really fun to interview someone who knows more about this at some point in this podcast journey, Mm -hmm. because there's a lot of like, experts in our midst but but I think another aspect of it is the undying love right that can't be broken remembering the heart isn't an object that can be broken but you know but this invoking this like Christian imagery I think um 
reminds me of this transcendent forgiveness that can like pull us out of some of the sorrow and this alchemizing through forgiveness of our pain um and even like the way the mystics relate to pain if we look to them as models so there's this beautiful deck i think i mentioned it last time that came out in 2020 and it's the our tarot deck by sarah shipman with all these feminist icons um for each card and on the three of swords is the mystic julian of norwich and it totally shifted my perspective on this card when I saw that version of it because it came up in 2020, as I said. And of course we were all, and we still are living through this global pandemic. Julian of Norwich also lived through uh, a pandemic and watched half of the people around her die in her lifetime. Oh, poor baby. Yeah. And so... So a little bit from Sarah Shipman. In 1373, when Julian of Norwich was about 30 years old, she became gravely ill with a mysterious sickness. Death was a consistent player in her life as her city, Norwich, an important hub of medieval English trade, suffered repeated outbreaks of the Black Death. By the time she became ill, approximately half the population of Norwich had died from it. When she seemed to be near death, a priest was summoned to administer the last rites. Julian would later write her account of this experience in her book, Revelations of Divine Love. She began to have a series of visions, showings as she called them, that revealed to her the nature of human suffering and the depth of God's love for all beings. So Sarah Shipman says that these visions helped her find purpose in her pain. And rather than glossing over our suffering, she believed we should embrace it for what it is, a step on the path to experiencing joy. So when I read that, that just really shifted things for me in terms of thinking about what we're all living through and how it is part of life and that we can still access love and unconditional undying level of transcendent love that underlies all this pain. Yeah, that's beautiful. I mean, and especially to come to that after, I mean, I can't, I just can't imagine living through that. I mean, I know we're living through a pandemic and we're living through a lot of heartache and a lot of sickness and a lot of loss. Um, But also that like joy that she speaks of, it's like, I can't help but think yeah. about the things that I'm like really joyful to have come to and like realized in this time. Cause it's like, you know, never in our lives have we been literally like forced to stay at home, sit with ourselves and like mm. connect with people just because we're like, I can't see you, you know, I can't connect with you in a physical level. So I'm going to make sure that I reach out or, you know, reach out to the people that I love the most or, you know, dive into the hobbies that I never thought I'd have time to work on, you know, things like that to where, you know, out of that sorrow and that pain can come other really great things and really great blessings, right? You're totally right. I love that perspective. And 
Julian is a good icon for that too, because, you know, after she had that near-death experience, she took vows of solitude and like lived out her days as a mystical hermit, um, you know, devoted in her spiritual practice. And I, yeah, I think there's like, when we think back on the past year of what we've lived through, maybe there's a certain radiant, certain moments of radiant joy that have like been a silver lining of like being more alone and yeah, sitting <laughs> in our, doing in our existential thoughts, whether we want to do or not. <laughs> cutting, I mean, cutting through to the, like cutting through the bullshit, sitting with the truth of life or the pain and the joy the gratitude it's true it's true yeah well um well (laughs) well there's some magic to be made with all that there is some magic to be made (laughs) also i have to apologize i have like an intense uh witch cackle so for those i love your witch cackle if you're not in my cackle i don't hold back i'm sorry not sorry (laughs) sorry not sorry um and just while I'm interrupting you again um anyone that pulls this card could do this ritual you could do it as an offering to your younger self if you're if this is like making you think back anew on like old trauma or you want to invite a new level of forgiveness or just like yeah whenever you need to move through this energy yeah because I mean maybe maybe the um, three of swords happened when you like 10 years ago but you haven't really yeah if you're anything like me you just stuffed it down deep inside and you didn't deal with it for a really long time <laughs> so exactly now's the time to deal with it so mm-hmm. um there are there are two rituals but like I said I'm just gonna read the first one because Great. it involves throwing water and ash into your backyard so that just sounds amazing to me um mm. So Michelle T says, construct an altar to the three of swords. Although this is not the type of energy you want to feed and nurture when the wound is fresh, it is absolutely helpful to build an altar to this event with the intention of showing respect to the power of your emotions and to stimulate healing. Have the image of the card itself on the altar, which would be, I mean, again, having like some sort of like um, tarot card holder um, would be oh, really right. helpful for this ritual. So again, yeah. with the with the Etsy shop in the shop notes, um, having the image of the card itself on the altar, as well as three daggers or knives, three pins or three feathers. Ooh. Bring to the altar something symbolic of your heart, your emotions, mm. perhaps a puff of cotton or a flower or a drawing of a heart on paper. Arrange your sharp things in imitation of the three of swords. Light a candle, white, black, or purple. Fill a cup or bowl with salt water and to represent earth, bring out your crystals. We all love that. He me. A dish of salt or a dish <laughs> of soil. Finally, put a mirror on the altar. Sit before your altar and freak the fuck out. That's literally what she says. I love that. Cry, rage, wail. Take a pen and write down all of your terrible feelings. Write down your angry revenge fantasies. Call the person who betrayed you every... Call the person who betrayed you every name in the book. Express yourself until you feel fatigue set in. 
Then take Mm. your heartfelt, heartbroken rant and allow the elements to destroy it. Cut the paper into smaller pieces and dip them in the candle flame. As they burn, extinguish them in the water. Do this until you are done. Then take the bowl of water and ash outdoors and give it back to the earth. Thank the earth for accepting your pain for its constant healing energy. Prepare a fresh bowl of salt water and return it to your altar. If you have crystals that promote healing, and most all of them do, sit and meditate with one. Lie down and let it rest on your heart chakra and ask it to heal your heart. Place it on your third eye and ask it to bring a healing vision to you to heal your upset mind. When you are are calmer, write again. This time, a list of things you will do for yourself in the wake of this calamity. Maybe you will travel or book a massage or get serious about meditation or get a new hairstyle. That's probably that's my go-to is a new hairstyle. Break Make up, a list of- Makeover magic, not to be underestimated. Yeah, there's like, yeah, there's something about it. Something very healing. Mm-hmm. Make a list of five activities, go big or small, shallow or deep, that you can do to focus on yourself and bring yourself pleasure in the coming months. Fold the paper up and keep it on your altar. Return to it as necessary for re-inspiration or to check an item off your list. Keep your altar up as long as as necessary. But remember, it is a healing altar now. Come to it for that purpose only for as long as you like. Michelle T. Thank you for reading that. I'd forgotten about that. Wow. I I just think it's like so powerful. I just love the, the get it out part I feel it I yeah you know just like whether you're an artist I feel like you could do that ritual if you're not so much a writer you're more of like I just need to get angry with like a canvas and some paints I feel like yeah. you could kind of alter the mm-hmm. spa a little bit to something that you more connect right. with you know just like you did in making that first image exactly yeah. and I think um also I think there's just something about so there's something about burning things, which I'm about to get real transparent here, but you helped me do a cord cutting ritual when I was like still dealing with all of these feelings and like with the three of swords, even like years after the event. Yeah, we did it together. And I don't even remember where we got the idea, but we maybe partially invented it. I feel like we partially invented it. We also partially got it from, um, oh my goodness, Marcella Kroll. Yes. We got it from their cord cutting book, right? Oh yeah. Cord cutting zine that, yeah, that she has. Definitely Mm -hmm. recommend that to people. But so for me, and maybe this is just because I'm a pyro at heart, but I feel like there's something (laughs) about like burning things. And what we did is- um, we had like done like a lot of intention setting and like a lot of, um, you know, just like spell work, but we also just took my old underwear to like a bucket and burned all of my old yeah. underwear. And I, to this, relationship. yeah, yeah. And I, to this day, in my yard, <laughs> yeah. In your front yard. And like to this day, and like, I think we threw like dragon's blood on it or something like that. Right? Yeah. Yeah, a few, like, herbs for clearing. And, yeah, Marcella, like, Marcella doesn't mention the underwear in the zine, but she does talk about, like, a letter spell where you, like, get everything out and then you burn it and then you flush the ashes down the toilet. Or like, yeah. 
that's and that's a common water. thing I, I think the underwear is like the part where I was like I was like I think I it think I was trick, like though. I'm gonna like it did I just like I gathered up all my underwear which I mean again it's like I um <laughs> keep my underwear around for a long time apparently but um I like gathered up all my underwear and I was just like I'm gonna burn these in your front yard like is that okay and you were like by all freaking means like I'm here with like a bucket and dragon's blood and um it did the work and to this day I have people that message me maybe like three or four times a month and they're like going through a really bad breakup or like this person I know is not good for me, but I'm having a hard time letting go. And I, no shame, I'm like, gather all of your underwear from that relationship and burn it. And they're like, yeah. whoa, like they're just like, and I have people that like message me and they're like, thank you so much. Like that worked like amazingly. Wow. I love this. I feel like we're really um, showing our cards <laughs> in terms of, <laughs> our styles and our roots and like our magical practices and you know I feel like I'm getting kind of Christian with this card and sometimes I have a couple of friends that call me the Christian witch for me those do actually go together in a certain way but just to say one more like Christian thing when you were talking about like just getting it all out like whether it's through you know that ritual or a letter spell like Marcella talks about I was reminded of Rob Bell, who's one of my favorite podcasters. And he says like prayer is ripping open your rib cage and letting your heart breathe. And like just this idea, like I think sometimes, especially in like new age magical space, we feel like we need to be positive and like think positive. We don't want to be too negative and like, you know, words are spells and we want to say positive intentions. But like, get it the fuck out. Say what you're feeling. Say what you're thinking. Name it with clarity and with grace and with truth. And then like, that's part of what changes it. Yeah, that's like, part not, of it. Not wishing, not cursing go. anyone. Yeah. Say that again, sorry. That's like a part of transmuting it and then being able to let it go. Yes, yes. And I also wanted to ask, because I know you have a lot of expertise with crystals, like when when she recommends working with crystals, I was trying to think of some specific ones that might be good. I thought of rhodonite for like that self-worth piece, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I was wondering what other crystals you would recommend to people for heart healing. Oh, let's see. So Magic. one that's like really good, especially if you're like doing a lot of grieving and a lot of heart work um, mm. is ruby zoocyte because ruby zoocyte is like Oh, it's that green one with the little pink. It's the, yeah, it's the green one with the little heart chakra green. Pink, yeah, yeah, yeah. Pink okay. dots. And it's, um, it's really nice because it's kind of, I used to call it, I guess I still call it. I'm going to call it this now. So I call Ruby Zoasite a hand holding stone. So it, it oh, holds hand through life's biggest hurdles so that you can get through them and you can grow from them. Oh, wow. So it's like, it's like also like a teaching stone of just like, I see your heart is hurting. I'm here with you and I'm going to help you through this. And I'm going to help your heart grow even stronger, Wow, which is really nice. Um, and then she also talked about, you know, some like good nurturing stones. I think any, like anything green. So like green tourmaline, green adventuring, those are good for like health, wealth, and happiness. All right. 
fluorite's really good for like um balancing clarity that's a good meditation stone for sure mm-hmm. um yeah yeah the greens are the greens are pretty good and then also the pinks you know like rose quartz you know i wasn't really into rose quartz for the longest time actually same because i have trauma with the color pink like fuck capitalism it was just we were so beaten over the head with it as kids because of gender anyway go on I mean, <laughs> I, I feel like I yeah. got, I got really, really into pink when I got older. And, but so I was like really surprised that I like wasn't into rose quartz, but then I got into it all at once. So uh-huh. now I mainly have like pink stones and black stones, you know? And so I feel like too, along black that, for protection and pink. Shungite is really good. Uh-huh. Black tourmaline, all really great for that clearing out that grounding and the protection yeah especially for people that might still be with some like in a toxic relationship right yeah, I'd really point them towards those protection stones and clearing yeah. them often yeah too. way yeah. often way often and then also balancing it out with something pink or something green like rose quartz or ruby zoocyte or fluorite you know something to really help with loving yourself in the moment because sometimes it's not easy to leave right then sometimes it's not easy to just be like oh yep this is true for me and I'm just gonna like up and move on to something different you know it's like yeah just like with everything else it takes practice time and it takes time and you're not ready till you're ready kind of thing exactly and that doesn't make you wrong it just means you're not ready and you just need a little a little extra self-love in that time so I think I don't yeah. know if that's super clear, but those, mm. those are the main ones that I would recommend. I think that is beautiful. And it reminded me of a quote and I just feel like I need to read it now. Is that cool? In the spirit of like spells yes. for people, um, as a spell for everybody who has the courage to leave someone that, or just the heartbreak that we all go through not betraying yourself anymore and calling in the love that you deserve. This is from Nahira Wahid. Someone can be madly in love with you and still not be ready. They can love you in a way you have never been loved and still not join you on the bridge. And whatever their reasons, you must leave because you never ever have to inspire anyone to meet you on the bridge. You never ever have to convince someone to do the work to be ready. There is more extraordinary love, more love that you have never seen out here in this wide and wild universe. And there is a love that will be ready. Wow. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. Just one more thing is that since we're talking along lines of like, it's hard to leave and hard to let go cord cutting. Yeah. A little there's so many ways to do it right and you there's have some few... like cord, there's some cord cuttings and I'm I'm pretty fond of of cord cutting there's so one cord cutting magic. ritual in candle magic which I'm really into candle magic mm-hmm. I, I feel like candle magic is my mainsties but <laughs> so with the candle with the cord cutting it's all about cutting that energetic tie that ties you to that other person or to the other entity or like whatever is the toxic counter, like the toxic 
opposition, um, the toxicity. Keeps uh, you stuck in the past. Yeah, and that you're just like can't you can't seem to move forward. So it's yeah. all about cutting this energetic tie, and so there's there's a spell that you can do with two black candles that are connected by the wick, and you basically set up these two candles and you can, again, like Michelle had, like Michelle T had written, you can write down a letter, you know, you can write names, you can write an event, just get it out on, on paper. And then, um, you know, you can read your letter or you can even carve names like your name into one candle and then the uh, the toxic person's name or the toxicity in the other candle if you don't feel like writing a letter. And then you literally cut the cord of these two candles that connects them. And then you light them and then you let them burn down. And, yeah. and that's the ritual. You can also tie a string around the two candles so then when you cut Mm -hmm. the cord and they burn down then the string burns and then once the string between the two candles severs that's like the cord being cut and like proving that it's severed there's also and I'm not going to read all of it but if you feel compelled and I know that like we're really into it but yeah um, in this Italian magic, uh, secret lives of women book by Karen crisis. Yeah. Um, there's, there's some like ancient folk Italian cord cutting rituals in here. Um, that like, and there's like these different cures from like ancient Italy. And, um, what I really like about this is that they have like, they refer to it as like a parasitical worm. So it's like basically this worm mm, that like, so much yeah, it like invades your brain. And that's kind yeah. of like that, you know, that like thought process that just like kind of eats away. And so in here, there's like, there's rituals on what you can do in order to get rid of that like spiritual parasitical worm. And it kind of also reminds so me of like, um, cleanse it, clear it. Yeah. Of just like, um, get it out of like the evil eye you know I think that stuff like that kind of like burning your underwear is like something that can (laughs) really get you um empowered you know what I mean there's something like very empowering about owning your feelings validating your own feelings and not looking for validation from the person that's gaslighting you and being like this is my truth and I'm writing it down and I might be angry and I might cry. I'm going to burn it and it's going to be really freaking awesome. And I'm going to let it go, <laughs> you know? A them. A yeah. them. You told me about that cord cutting candle ritual at a point when I needed it. And I had these beadbox papers that were joined by the wick and I just burned the wick until they separated and burned completely down. And, and it was interesting to watch how one burned more than the other and you know the relationship between the two it was revealing but it really served me well so thank you for that and your candle Mm -hmm. magic I also that reminded me and I wasn't anticipating sharing this but it's like coming up to be shared I feel like we have said in no uncertain terms that we 
totally support people getting therapy and support for healing from this and moving through trauma, of course. Um, and it's helped us a lot. I also want to say that like with cord cutting also, there was a time for me when none of the rituals I was doing by myself were working. And I had the opportunity to work with a body worker and I was just feeling tortured. And it wasn't in the same situation that I mentioned earlier. It was, um, it was like more of an experience of being ghosted, right? And maybe you've been through this and then like, you're still super energetically tied to the person that you have no, um, it's really hard to let it go, move on. And I felt embarrassed that like time was not healing this for me. And I was like in physical pain every day, like feeling so abandoned and hurt. And I worked with a really skilled, experienced body worker who is like a masterful cord cutter. I could put her link in the show notes too, if anyone needs to work with her, because I think she works virtually too from Kauai. Um, and she, from her psychic perspective on the situation or her energetic reading of what was happening for me, she was like, this person um, has been maintaining this cord of connection with you and using it to torture you. And as we cut this cord, you're just giving that all back to them. She was like, forgiving is just giving it back. It's theirs to deal with now. It's not your problem anymore. And I felt like after more than a year of like agony about this situation, I felt completely different about it. Like it was finally in the past when I received that healing. So I just wanted, I don't know how meaningful that story is, but I wanted to put in a plug for, there are expert healers that can help you with cord cutting too, when it, when it becomes too much to do on your own. Sometimes we need that support. Yeah. No shame in getting that support. I remember when you got that and you were so juiced. I'm pretty sure you so like called me from Hawaii just to tell me about that. You were like so excited. So relieved. And I just like, I, I was so happy for you. Yeah. And sometimes you need somebody with like a little, like someone who's been doing it for a lot longer, somebody who can tap into like some things and like, and also somebody who's like outside of it. Cause again, it goes back to that. Like when you're in it and you're like surrounded by it, it can be hard to be like, let me step into my power and out of this like web that I'm like in, you know, it's really, so having somebody on the outside to be like, let me lend you a freaking hand and pull you out of this web, you know? Yeah. All you need. Ooh, people, she's got a um, card. Do we have time to pull a card? Let's pull a card. Let's pull a card. So since last episode, I um, have been shuffling like you do. And I freaking am hooked. So can I? Intuitive style. Pull a, yes, just like just doing a little shuffling and then just... Is this your card? It's so funny because we obviously like influence each other and learn from each other a lot, but I've been doing the opposite thing and wanting to shuffle more methodically like you do. I love it so much. But yeah, pull a card for us. What's your, what's your um, intention for this card? I mean, maybe, okay. So I feel like our intention should be, um, 
what happens after heartbreak? What happens after a wounded heart? After healing a right. wounded heart? You know, yeah. let's pull a card for mm-hmm. that. Yeah. The full. You begin again. Oh, that's so good. Thank you for that fool. And I'm using yeah. well, uh, Kim Cran's Wild Unknown deck. And the fool is just like this baby chick on a branch with like one foot kind of like off the branch, just like ready to like take the first flight. Yeah. And I feel like, so the message here with that intention of like after a wounded heart, healing through it, you begin again. Yeah. There's always a new and beginning. And that, be, that can be part of why we're so scared of it, right? Because we don't want to start over. But it can be so scary, but also it can be so rewarding. It's full of possibilities. Perhaps I could read Kim Kranz's full thing here. Yeah, it's never too late to start over and you can do it. And it takes courage and reclaiming some of that innocence of the fool. And yeah, love that journey for you. So here it says, the fool is ready to fly. This young, his young wings ache for flight. With a single step, he leaves behind the comfort of the nest to begin the journey through the major arcana. Is he ready? Will he fall? This is a card about beginnings. It points to the side of you that is spontaneous, excited, naive, and inexperienced. Others may doubt your abilities, but be ready to be called the fool. Be ready to fall. No matter what people say about you, this is your journey and it has already begun. And I love the idea of like, you may be scared to start again, but a lot of times you're already starting again. It's already happening. It's just a matter of you stepping into your power and be like, I am a fool and I'm starting this journey and it's going to be amazing because with it comes ups and downs and some things maybe that you never had realized would come to fruition or that you would have dreamed for yourself, right? Yes. And in this deck that I've been working with, our tarot, the fool is Joan of Arc. I am not afraid. I was born to do this. The fool is a freaking badass too. Yeah. So that faith, betting on yourself, trusting your visions and your guidance and your dreams and going in that direction. Um, even if everyone thinks you're foolish or, um, you know, the tarot podcast that I've learned the most from Strange Magic, now Between the World with Amanda Yates Garcia, she talks about how like women in our culture aren't allowed to be foolish except playing the fool for love, right? Like think every oh, yeah, rom-com ever. Mm-hmm. And, you know, one of our shared passions in the fool realm is like feminist comedians. There's more and more and more like popping up mm-hmm. <laughs> in the prominence that are so freaking funny and kind of like, I think helping reduce the shame around being like femme or feminine and like looking foolish. Ian, I'm super big on TikTok. And lately on TikTok, there's a wave of women that are normalizing saggy boobs. 
All right. Yeah. And it's like Love the that. most amazing thing I've ever seen in my life. It's literally just women in shirts and just like recording the noise that their boobs make, like when they walk downstairs or like <laughs> <laughs> when they are like dancing in their room or whatever. And Please it's like, let share a link of one of those. I need, I I, I'm going to find some, but it's okay. like, yeah, just like that makes I never thought about it like that. Of just like, we're only allowed to be fools for love. And it's like, so freaking true. Yeah. And also fuck that, you know? Yeah. And I love, I think of like some of my favorite feminist comedians that like talk about so many other subjects and kind of normalize being funny and foolish. Um, And like the wisdom of the fool, Tignataro. Maria Bamford, Amy Schumer, Fortune Feimster, uh, Michelle Buteau, Phoebe Robinson. That I have a, I actually have a full playlist that's all comedy bits, and it's not all women, but it's, but it's no white cis men. It's like <laughs> people of color and and femme. and so I would love to link to that because. Yeah, let's put that in the show notes too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm gonna connect with the full. Love it. So funny. Amazing. <laughs> I'm never going to go back to the way I was shuffling. I don't even know how I no was. No way. I don't know how I was freaking living my life. I was living it wrong. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> full. And no, this funny. is exhibit A. Full. Yeah, exactly. You're full. Um. One thing I do want to, so I just want to do cons- like a little bit of uh, self-promotion here. <laughs> Is that okay? Okay. So for Three of Swords, um, we do have a Three of Swords spell candle up in our Etsy shop. I forgot. Um, <laughs> I forgot. Um, made with rosemary and sage and sprinkled with pinon it's delicious and it's set with that intention and it does come with a three of swords spell that you recite whenever you light your candle written by anya and it has the design of our three of swords from our high desert tarot deck on the candle it's really sweet really great and also comes with free shipping so you know no big deal also feel free to uh, follow us on instagram yeah we're having fun on there always so you can follow us on uh, instagram at high desert tarot and also on tiktok TikTok. for high desert tarot yeah (laughs) on tiktok too and also our etsy shop is highdeserttarot.etsy.com and it's also linked in our instagram 